Welcome to the Warts and All Star Wars Podcast, where we discuss everything we love about Star Wars, warts and all. My name is Will, and joining me again are my good friends, Ben. Hello. Bill. Hi. And Chris. Don't play games with me, your highness. Trying to place, trying to place that one. That was Vader. I'm you were not on some diplomatic mission, mercy mission. Oh, right? Vader. Gotcha. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. I am not James Earl Jones. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, plug in your controllers and grab your flight stick, because today we're talking about some of our favorite Star Wars video games. Star Wars. It's great in the arcade. The Star Wars video games have been around since the early 80s with uh, Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back both released on the Atari 2600, many other games from there. And then LucasArts began producing their own Star Wars games in the early 90s with games you might know like Rebel Assault and X-Wing. And they really never looked back from there, releasing a string of popular titles, really seeing like a golden age of Star Wars video games throughout the late 90s uh, until closing up shop after the Disney acquisition in 2013. Since then, uh, new releases have slowed quite a bit, but with uh, the recent announcement of Lucasfilm Games, the future of Star Wars video games is looking bright. We're going to start off tonight by kind of turning back the clock and looking at a few LucasArts hits and beyond, really. Yeah, you you had mentioned um, X-Wing and Rebel Assault. That was way back in 1993. And then um, in that same series as X-Wing, you had TIE Fighter in 1994, X-Wing versus TIE Fighter in 1997, and then X-Wing Alliance in 1999. I'm going to be kind of briefly talking about TIE Fighter, which is probably my favorite in that mm-hmm. series. Yeah, I've heard I've heard others um, kind of reference that as the best. Yeah, I, I can't quite put my finger on why, but th- th- there was something about it that I loved so much. I really liked and, Alliance. Um, I never played Alliance, but I think TIE Fighter has a sweet spot for a lot of people because maybe, maybe just because you get to play as the bad guys? I don't know. I guess. I mean, they're all so very similar. It's basically the same game, just like, right. you know, a, a better visual quality over the years. But you get to play the bad guys. And if you're not familiar with the whole series, it's 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 a flight simulation, essentially. Um, right, yeah. You use a joystick, full 3D space. It's not on rails like Rebel Assault was or Rogue Squadron for, you know, Nintendo 64 or something. You get control of... of Almost every aspect of your ship, you can mess with your lasers. Um, to cha- well, if, if your ship has shields, you can modify the shields to be full front, full reverse, whatever. You could change how, how fast they charge. And if you reduce that, it increases your engine strength. It, you know, it's, it's a, lot of, a lot of little details to manage as you're going through. You, know, you set throttle to one third so you can maneuver better and then jack it back up to full throttle to chase down the X-Wing you're dogfighting. Right. And it's all like a balance, right? Like a balance between... Yeah, you constantly have to be messing with stuff just to, you know, to get peak performance out of your little ship. Yeah, I mean, it's a full-on 
flight simulator. I feel like there, there's, I'm, I'm like racking my brain right now trying to think of anything else that's really like it ever since. Yeah, well, yeah, it has the benefit of being, you know, in, in, in outer space, so you don't have to worry about crashing into the ground or something. True. Yeah. But um, I mean, I, 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 I have not played the new Squadrons game, so I'd be curious to know what you guys think about comparison to that it's the closest i'm aware of that anything has come uh since x-wing alliance having that level of control over the ship but since it's multiplayer focused there's a lot of like unlockables that you can decorate your ship with or like upgrade every little bit of parts so it probably gets even more nitty-gritty almost to the point where it's too much for me but but it's all cosmetic? Does it like actually change gameplay at a all? A lot of it is. But then there's also like, you know, you could swap out your countermeasures for different ones. You could swap out your Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, that wasn't that was in these old yeah, games yeah. too. The main game has seven tours of duty, what they you know, they call them. It's each one's like five or six missions that kind of have a little like a subplot to them. And there's a couple expansions that add a few more uh, sets of missions. Yeah, I didn't even realize that game had a uh, story mode because I, I only remember playing X-wing versus Tie Fighter, and I feel like that was multiplayer. That one, only. yeah, that one yeah, focused yeah. more on multiplayer than yeah. I think it was. It wasn't only. I think it had its story, but it was. It was the focus was right. Multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, really? Thus, the verses in yeah. the game. That's the whole. Right. You know, all all the imperial ships start. You know, fighter ships that you could imagine. You could, you start out with like the lowly Tie Fighter. And then you work your way up, you do bombing runs with the bombers and interceptors, advance, then you finally get to hyperdrive, then you don't have to dock with whatever Star Destroyer brought you in. Uh, and your 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 missions are generally going to fall into one of these categories. You could just destroy all the enemy ships, you can inspect freighters or cargo ships to find rebel refugees or, you know, rebel spies hiding out or something. Right. You can escort some shuttles from there here to there and protect them from from getting yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, but it's a little different. I don't know. It doesn't seem as painful as some other video game escort yeah. missions. Escort missions in general, not my, not yeah. my forte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, you might have to survive a certain number of waves of enemy fighters before help comes. Right. Or some sort of combination of the both. Usually towards the end of each tour of duty, you get like some massive mission that combines a bunch of these things in like a little bit of a story arc. The TIE Defender, that was kind of like the ultimate set piece of the whole thing, kind of. Right. Wait, is that the one? The new weird shape. Is that the one with three wings? Yeah. They're like three curved-ish yeah, okay, yep. wings. That's the one. Yeah, that was new. They um, kind of brought that back in Rebels. Yeah, too, wasn't it? After. They did, yeah. yeah. That was that was That was the fun part yeah they brought it back i was like oh that's the tide defender i know this ship <laughs> i love that ship even though it's really that ugly was thrawn's like that but, was uh, his uh answer to the death star basically right it's in in the show yeah, yeah pretty and, much and and thrawn too thrawn is in oh, this game oh hey that's cool yeah, that's- uh this i mean this is right like a year or two after the thrawn trilogy books came out um yeah he was uh yeah he was uh establishing a Outpost somewhere on the outer rim. He was tasked with overseeing the the construction of that, and he was actually only a vice admiral. Right, Thrawn in this game. Yeah, I wasn't aware that they had really uh, fleshed out much of his like pre fall of the empire uh, story. Yeah, well, they yeah they did a better job with some books later on, but this was probably his like second appearance. Yeah, right. right. All overall, 
he actually had a bigger part in the expansion stuff. I, I'm not going to bore you with the plot of this whole thing, but right. Plus, it's not it's not canon, so. Well, yeah, no, why bother? It's it's between Empire and Jedi. Start out hunting rebel survivors from Hoth, and then there's traitorous Imperial admirals and all this other stuff. It's not it's not important. Do big characters make any appearances? Any heroes or? Um, just Thrawn and Vader a little okay. bit. Well, he shows up to choke out one of the uh, traitor admirals. Welcome, Admiral Harkov. We have a matter to discuss. What is the location of your fleet? <coughs> now you shall pay for your treachery. Of course. It's kind of cool that, uh, unlike some other games, which we may get to, you actually get to play as the bad guy from beginning to end, and you are Imperial through and through. Yeah, and they kind of frame it like, oh, we're just the peacekeepers. Right. We're putting down civil wars here. We're yeah, right. Sure, you know, the rebels don't throw off the whole balance of the universe and all that stuff. So, yeah, they, you know. Yeah, people want order. Exactly. They're terrorists. People want yeah. order, and that's what the Empire yeah. is there for. Yeah. Well, that's TIE Fighter. That's, you know. Oh, and I didn't even mention the whole secret order of the Emperor like when you're when you're doing a briefing for one of your missions, you might see in the background there's this like cloaked figure out of place. It's like who is this guy? You click on him, then he gives you a little secondary objective that you have to work oh. towards. And if you succeed in that, you get these you know bonus points, and then you work your way up, and you get you get these cool little purple tattoos on your forearm, and you enter the the, the secret order of the emperor, and you get closer to his inner oh, circle wow. and get more and more secret missions oh yeah that was that was my favorite part i thought if i ever get a tattoo i might end up getting the one that you get in this game i don't know nice yeah it's a cool it's a cool cool image and obscure enough that people won't like exactly yeah all right good pick i like that yeah it's on steam go get it if you have a joystick all right well um take it from here gonna fast forward to the year 2002 and one of my favorite games I'm talking about Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast. And actually, one of my favorite things about this game is the way that it's named, because it's a sequel to Dark Forces <laughs> from 95. Dark Forces had a sequel called Jedi Knight, Dark Forces 2, <laughs> 97. And then the follow-up was this game, Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast, which is technically Dark, Dark Forces, Forces 3 at that point. Because yeah. the common thing is you're playing as Kyle Katarn. He's the, the lead uh, character he starts off as like a smuggler. The plot of the original Dark Forces was, uh, you know, stealing the Death Star plans. It was the first level. So it's obviously not canon anymore. And neither is Kyle Katarn at all. Well, you, it, some people say he's, he's been kind of picked apart. Part of him has been given to Cassian Andor from Rogue One or even Kanan from Rebels. Yeah, I know. It's a, it'd be a little bit of a shame if that's if that's the way they kind of just let it go. Because I would love to s actually see a character with the name, you know. Yeah. Even though even though he couldn't really be, you know, he couldn't have the same uh, backstory or anything like that. Right. But, so it was cool in the first, I don't know, Dark Forces Two Jedi yeah. Knight One. They had like actual actors do the cutscenes and stuff, mm. which was really cool. Well, 
have you watched it recently? <laughs> uh, Might have been cool at no. the time, but it's it's pretty. <laughs> those those things. No, never yeah, hold it's up. pretty dated now. Because I, I did check that out. Because I'd never played. Uh, I played Dark Forces. I never played Jedi Knight Dark Forces Two, but I I played Jedi Knight Two Jedi Outcast. Um, so for anybody who doesn't know, it's it's a it's a first person and third person shooter, which is one of the things I love about it. Um, because the in the early levels, it plays just like a standard. FPS, first-person shooter. You got, you know, a variety of blasters. They all handle pretty nicely. You got the classic sounds you'd expect. Um, it just feels like good old-school gaming. You know what I mean? Yeah, but Star Wars. Yeah, but Star Wars, which makes it that much better. But then it takes a turn. Two levels in, I think, like the third level in the story, uh, Kyle's partner and romantic interest gets killed. And in order to avenge her death, he goes to the Valley of the Jedi and, and regains force powers and has to go to the Jedi Temple and train with Luke Skywalker again. Kyle. Yeah? I just wanted to say how impressed I was with your performance in the trial. Considering how long it's been since you used the force, I almost expected you to fail outright. Um, um... You've been to the Valley of the Jedi? Yes. Kyle? I know what I'm doing, Skywalker. So it just, it turns this sharp corner where all of a sudden now, by level three, you've got a lightsaber and you've got some rudimentary force powers. So you start, you know, pushing stormtroopers and extra high leaps and all that. And then it just picks up from there and it continues to, to the point where you're, you're having full on lightsaber duels. And that's when it gets really interesting. But what's, what's so cool about it is it feels almost like a different game. You're mostly playing in third person. There's a lot more platforming because, you know, you could do these like epic leaps and wall runs and all this cool stuff. As your uh, force powers grow. And because Kyle Katarn is kind of a, a good example of like a gray Jedi, he's got some dark force powers too. So you got like the force grip um, and force lightning even. Yeah, you're not, you don't have to be dedicated to one side or the other. It's nice. You can right. take powers yeah. from both sides. It's great. Which is why, yes. as I was saying, I would love for them to bring this character back because he can, he can do that. It'll be interesting to see what they do in sequel era stuff with that because I feel like they're getting away from the whole like black and white type thing. Yeah. Yeah, that was my hope comes, with the sequels. When it comes to like, you know, or light and dark, I guess. Mm -hmm. But no, that was my favorite part of the of this game too, was yeah. because you weren't just like you could use these cool these other cool powers that you can never use those as a Jedi in any like any other time. Right. But, and and the simple fact that uh, dismemberment is a thing in this game oh, and you can yeah. turn it you can turn it up like there's a little cheat you know you enter in the console and all of a sudden you swing that lightsaber and you are just hacking stormtroopers to bits mm -hmm. <laughs> and it is awesome it just looks <laughs> it looks like a lightsaber should look you know what I mean but if you were doing that as like Luke Skywalker eh, Disney might have a problem with that right so as Kyle Katarn though chop away you know, it's fine <laughs> Also, so they want to point out, you get to play as a mouse droid at one point, which is yes. pretty cool. <laughs> I think I remember that. And so, especially in the in those early levels that, like, before you get your force powers, it just feels like the Mandalorian. Just going through corridors and blasting stormtroopers, and um, and even the fact that, like the first couple levels, you're like you're in like a secret facility where they're testing with giving force powers to individuals and. It certainly brought back those those early episodes of um, of season two. Yeah, don't forget the dark troopers. 
Yeah, Dark Troopers come straight out of the first Dark Forces game, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and in this one, there's a whole thing with uh, troopers that have cortosis, which was very similar to Beskar because it resists lightsabers. Right. forgot about um, that, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it's, there's so many things that just feel very reminiscent to me. Mm-hmm. It's just a fun game. And I would, I would say that it nails the lightsaber better than any other game. Mostly because of the dismemberment, but yeah. So that's uh, Jedi Outcast. It was followed up by Jedi Academy, which is arguably better in a lot of ways, in some ways. But this one has a sweet spot for me. Um, but let's move it along, shall we? To Ben. Yeah. So um, I'm going to begin by talking about a game that came out in June of 2003 by Sony Online Entertainment. Star Wars Galaxies, which was uh, an MMO to come out. And it was the first MMO that I ever played. Me too. Also the first Star Wars MMO. Actually, yeah, I think it was the first one. Probably all of us. Yeah. Yeah, pretty sure. I mean, there weren't that many back then, I guess. No, I think think Sony Online Entertainment also had um, EverQuest going for it as well. Which was another one. Right, but EverQuest was like one of the biggest at the time. yeah. And um, when this game came out, it was huge. People were going nuts for it because it was a Star Wars MMO. And it was probably the best RPG you could possibly get from Star Wars without just doing like a tabletop D&D style Star Wars. Because, I mean, you could do literally anything you want because there there was no story. (laughs) They put you on a planet and they were like, do whatever you want to do. You know, yeah, as far as any MMOs I'm I've ever, you know, had interest in, I guess, or played, this was by far the most player driven. Like you make your own fun, you make your own uh economy basically. It's all based on players, right? Mm-hmm. Was that really the intention though, or did they just not include a lot <laughs> just of let everyone to be run the show so they wouldn't have to, yeah. I think that was the intention, right? Yeah. I think it was I think it was the intention just because they knew what they were doing. They knew what people wanted. You know, there were people who played that game literally to just be an entertainer in the cantina playing music yeah. or dancing or whatever it was just for people going out and doing like missions that are coming back wounded or, or morales down. Then they go to the cantina yeah. and they get mm-hmm. healed up and then they yeah, go back out. It was, That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, if you go out, if you're out on a mission and you get injured and you have like a wound you have to heal, you need to go to the med center and find a player who is there to heal your wounds. Like you can't just you can't just go to like a medical droid, you know, NPC and and click a button. Right. Yeah, guys, I I think I just realized we played the Star Wars version of Second Life. That's mm-hmm. what that's what this game yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I played, a, I played yeah. a Mon Calamari chef a few nights, uh, standing behind the bar. At the most size of the cantina, trying to sell some food to give people some buffs. So, yeah. I was unoriginal and played a Trandoshan bounty hunter. Shocking. Which took quite a bit to get because, unlike most MMOs, you couldn't just select which class you wanted to be. Yeah, right off the I like that about you it. You had to select a tree. Yeah. Yeah, you had to work your way right. up to it. You wanted to be a bounty hunter? Good. You have to go up the scout tree. That's going to take you months. And then once you're done with the scout tree, now it's the marksman tree. And then that's going to take you months. And then you start novice bounty hunter. And, and that's just based on like 
you know, like you have to use rifles, right? Right. To build up your rifling skill or whatever. Yeah. And and it was, and, and that was that they had skills that you had to use. It wasn't just like, oh, hey, you hit level 50, you know, now you can have this ability. Now you can have that. Yeah, like now, now what do you want? Yeah. Just pixel. Yeah. That, that, it, well, it's almost, it um, kind of reminds me of like uh, the Elder Scrolls games. Uh, yeah. Maybe the old. Maybe Using the, the abilities ones, gives you the experience in that yeah. ability rather than just a blanket yeah, type yeah. of point. Like yeah. Our, yeah, I remember that in Morrowind in particular. Yeah. Like you would, ju- your acrobatics just like all of a sudden go up just because you're running around and jumping. Yeah, and that was, and the same thing went with speech too. Like if you were partnered with a Wookiee, you're not going to understand what they were saying because they speak. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Sure, you had, to learn. had to learn, learn their language. It was great until uh, two expansions came out: Rage of the Wookies and Jump to Lightspeed, and then unfortunately. Uh, Sony Online Entertainment made the decision to change the game completely uh, when the Trials of Obi-Wan was coming out. It's the dreaded combat upgrade. The the combat upgrade. Before, if you wanted to be a Jedi, it took forever. And it was secret. Nobody knew how to do it. Mm. You had to do a whole bunch of stuff. And then you got Obi-Wan's ghost visited you. And then you had to wait three days without dying. And then you became a Jedi. And it was like the coolest thing ever. It took players forever to figure out how to do it. I thought it. it was even like it would only unlock the ability, but then you still had to start over. Or am I thinking of something else? Well, if you died three times, it was permadeath. You had to start over after that. Oh, that's good. Like, yeah. After you became the a Jedi. Holocrons or something that told you what profession to become a master in. They had to do that like five times or something. It was insane. And then the combat up- update came out. And then straight off in the beginning, when you make a character, you can select to become a Jedi. And now, when was when did World of Warcraft like take over? That was because of World of Warcraft. Okay. World of Warcraft came out in two thousand four. So this was the answer mm-hmm. to that, basically. And this was their answer. They they were losing players. They were hemorrhaging players, really, um, to World of Warcraft. So they decided that they wanted to make something very similar. And um, in November of 2005, about a year after World of Warcraft came out, they released this combat uh, upgrade. Now, the game lasted for quite a bit after that. It was about six years before they finally shut it down, five days before the Old Republic came out. Mm. Um, but in, the, in, in that time, they were doing okay. Um, EverQuest was making their money. And EverQuest came out with a game inside of a game that was this trading cards that you can get and play against other people and stuff. So they eventually released their own version of it for Star Wars Galaxies, which was called Champion of the Force. And it was, you can buy packs, get digital trading cards, go and do like missions in the actual trading card menu. So, you know, there are stories that like, oh, this guard is attacking you. Now you have to play him in cards. And it was, it was interesting. A game and, within um, the game. Yeah. And sometimes when you opened up packs, there was um, loot inside of them. And I think that was my first interaction with loot oh, crates. Yeah. Um, so like, and, and I know I went hard on them because it was, came out just around when I was getting my first job. <laughs> and... <laughs> That was a bad timing because there was some stuff in those loot in those crates that I wanted, you know, um, 
because you could build your own house and build your own towns in that game. Yeah. And I had a house in a town that a guild set up for me, and I wanted to decorate it. And oh, it was, it was not a happy day for my wallet. But like I like I had said, the game shut down December fifteenth of two thousand eleven, just five days before um, Star Wars: The Old Republic, the MMO that replaced it, came out. Right. I remember logging in to the server on that last that last day and just seeing the nonsense that was going on it was the rebels had finally won the death star was being destroyed there was an all-out battle between the empire and the and the rebel players and in feed and the game was lagging so much and the um developers put a giant unkillable ewok in the middle of most eisley and mega walk <laughs> that would just beat people up with with a staff and it was great right up until that you know 12 o'clock mark when they shut down those servers and you couldn't get in anymore. I think it was probably one of the best build your own adventure games of really anything. Yeah. And we, we all love it because we use the, uh, we, our, our opening song is from, is from Star Wars Galaxies. I think, I think I remember you, Will, playing that instrument. I never really focused on anything in that game. I don't, I never I didn't make it very far. I just remember having like a moisture farm. Yeah, I remember doing some manufacturing. You had to like go and find the best areas yeah, to do yeah, stuff, God, to like so much harvest yeah. stuff. It was crazy. It felt like work. All right, we gotta we gotta move along here though. Speaking of loot crates, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, you beat me to it five minutes ago. Uh, uh, yeah, so I'm going to talk about what I think is a pretty good example of a wart that we still enjoyed a lot. Um, I'm going to talk about the Star Wars Battlefront Two. The reboot uh, uh, version uh, that came out in 2017 by yeah. EA Dice. Yeah, not the one you talked about in episode one. Right. This is the very podcast. Right. Right. Yeah. This is the new the the newest Battlefront. Right. Um, so it's a little bit of a s- switching gears because uh, it's probably it's the most modern, I guess, of the games that we've yeah. talked about tonight. Um, a lot of controversy. When it came out, um, because of the whole loot crate situation, it was starting to look like a pay-to-win type multiplayer game, which a lot of people were... I I thought it was interesting because this mechanic, this marketing had been around, has been around for a long time, especially in like the EA sports games. So, Right. um, But then as soon as it got, made its way to a Star Wars game, the fans had had enough... I think yeah, um, different different clientele right. there. And, well, my biggest gripe, I think, with it when it first released was that they it wasn't just like the star cards that were in loot boxes. There was also like um, characters yeah, that you had weapons, to unlock. Too. Like you couldn't play as Darth Vader right uh, out the box. Like, oh, uh, that's to, right, that's right. I see. Yeah, I don't even that was my that. biggest issue. Like, I kind of like the idea of getting a surprise. Now, if it was all cosmetics, then great but there's not a lot of fun in that when it's competitive yeah but uh anyway so the games got 
a bunch of different game modes. It actually has a, a campaign, a single player campaign that's it's really short, uh, but it's it's got an interesting story. It's all canon. Mm. Uh, it starts right after the destruction of the second Death Star. Uh, you play as Iden Versio, who's uh, a S- Imperial Special Forces, part of Inferno Squad, and she's actually on Endor when the Death Star explodes. Um, and then it, it goes on from there. Uh, I, I'm not going to get too too in the into all the details of the story. It's pretty. It's it's not long, but there's a lot of interesting elements to it. There's a lot of things that they're starting to tie in cameos by, you know, the big characters, Luke, Leia, Han, Chewie, Lando, uh, even Lore Santeca, uh, and oh, Kylo yeah, Ren. That's right. The DLC. In the DLC. Well, uh, I forgot to mention Lando um, actually, Billy D. Williams, uh, makes his first return to star Wars in Jedi outcast. And that's kind of kicks off like a, a uh, long yeah. relationship of him just saying yes to doing Lando <laughs> again. <laughs> but yeah and then there's a lot of there's stuff they're starting to tie in to the the wider canon so like operation cinder the emperor commands it we'll purge this planet and others fear shall spread and the galaxy will remember who is in control this is our home the empire is our home and we will do as the emperor commands i want to say that you, you end up playing as leia on naboo Yes, after after they attack Vardos, you go to Naboo. Right, they yeah. were going to do the same thing. It's actually where um, it's the reason, like spoilers, Iden switches to the rebel side. Uh, so you, really? you end up right. Uh, I never played this game. Bill, way to ruin it. I think I think there's now, a st- everybody knew that was a huge complaint about the game. <laughs> no, I I honestly did not know that, but I don't care. Really? It's fine. Yeah, I think I think there's a statute of limitations. No, I'm never, probably never so. going to play it. It's fine, but. But so it's interesting because because uh, they mentioned Operation Cinder in Mandalorian, yeah, uh, and and how much of a negative effect it had on former Imperial soldiers because they basically killed a lot of them. Yeah, it was there's a cool connection there, uh, and then the DLC actually takes place in uh, sequel era because you see Kylo in the beginning trying to find the map to Skywalker. So then the bulk of the game really is multiplayer. It's a massive multiplayer shooter, bunch of different game modes, uh, and then ship combat as well, which almost feels... Uh, see, I almost forgot it because it almost feels like it was a different game. And it kind of was. Um, yeah, different development team completely, I believe. I can't remember. It, okay. It's no TIE Fighter. It no, it was not. It but, spawned off squadrons. More yeah. or less. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that could that's probably a good segue into... Some of the things that were disappointing, like mainly stuff they didn't bring into the game from the original Battlefront 2, um, like ship combat and on foot combat. Yeah. Like I wouldn't have forgotten that that was part right. of the game because it was. Um, yeah, that was one of my biggest disappointments with it was just compared to uh, the original Battlefront 2. You didn't have that same kind of like flow between, you know, ground and, and ship right. combat. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And so, so in this game, so I, I mean, I feel like the ship combat levels probably the ones we played, we've played the least. Yeah, definitely. Um, because it was definitely the rest of the game was definitely, um, definitely better. Yeah, but um, overall, even with its kind of rocky launch, um, they turned the game around. Like 
they it's I'm tr- I'm trying to think back to what it was like like during the first week of release, and I can't even remember because so much has changed. Oh yeah, multiple times. No, they had a huge uh, reaction or response to the fan backlash to all yeah. that, and and yeah, they, they completely revamped the game, and it was actually really surprising to see that commitment. Yeah. Wasn't it the most downvoted comment in the history of Reddit? Or yeah, something, something about the, something about the that, that was related to unlocking you know, like Darth Vader. You have to earn, you know, however many thousands, hundreds of thousands yeah. of credits, and they said you should. The, the point is to give the player a sense of pride and accomplishment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, I, I mean, despite that stuff, despite not having Galactic Conquest, which is always the, our favorite part. Um, mm-hmm. No, they did. They did introduce the, the co-op mode later, which I think. Uh, is now what we play mostly. Yes. Um, yeah. And the fact that we're still playing it now, even though it came out in 2017, I think says a lot about how much we've enjoyed it and how much we've gotten out of it over the years. Boring conversation anyway. Okay, about time to wrap it up for today. As with most things we discuss, we could have kept going on about a lot of these. And I'd love to go back and talk, even even about the games that we mentioned, that, that, that there's sequels to all of them. Or, or, you know, the games that came before that I'd also like to kind of yeah, I, I can do two whole hours on Yoda stories. Oh, and we will. God, Don't get me started God. on that. Yeah. Can you get it to run on a modern system? That's the question. Oh, I, I'm sure. Find a way. I'm doing a TI-83 calculator. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Well, for now, thanks for listening. And we're going to do this again next week. I think the plan from here on is to... Uh, every other week, we're going to we're gonna do a dive into one of the films, one of the saga films. So we hit on Phantom Menace last week. Next week, will be Attack of the Clones. And in the meantime, if you'd like to get in contact with us, you can reach us at W-O-R-R-T-S, Wurtz, and all at gmail.com. Uh, we're also on all the usual social media sites, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. There is a Discord invite link in the show notes as well. And just join in the discussion. We'd love to hear your thoughts about this, any of these games or any other games you like. Chances are one of us has played any of them. Yes. Probably. Yep. Yeah. Thanks again for listening and may the force be with you. Always. <laughs> <laughs>